Hey everyone, this is Tony Holbein. You are listening to The Revenue Formula. In today's episode, we're going to talk about alignment. And you should immediately forget about that word altogether. Instead, we're going to talk about three things that you actually need to agree on across your go-to-market team. And then you will drive efficiency and alignment as an outcome. Enjoy. So, Tony, 20 minutes late feel like we used to be really aligned that was a quick quick one <laughs> i just want to get going now it's been yeah. 20 minutes yeah. been sitting in the studio just looking at this episode it's so awesome we just gotta get it in the recording i mean let's go let's go let's go so today we are going to talk about one of my most hated subjects alignment yeah, why is it alignment. why is it so hated actually? I don't know. It's just I'm tired of that word. word. I think it's the like, word, right? You don't go home to your wife and say, "So, let's talk a little bit about how aligned we are and how we can improve going forward to hit our goals." It's that's just not it's not really it. That's not it's it. True. So, I, yeah, for me, it's just I'm. I, it's one I of mean, those. I mean, this words. could be a cool, boring episode to talk about. Well, you need to meet more often, <laughs> to talk more often, <laughs> and to coordinate more, yeah, yeah, and yeah. to make sure your goals are shared, uh, and then you know, need to collaborate uh, a little bit more. But knowing us, that's not what we're gonna do. We're not gonna go that route at all. Also, because the title is like "Forget Alignment." Is it? That's is not, it gonna be the title? That, Who knows? I think Who knows? now yeah. it is yeah. because I said it. <laughs> yeah. So that's my little marketing trick right there to the listener out there. If you want to lock in messaging, just put it on, you know, in recording. So now that we're forgetting about alignment, what are the things <laughs> we need to agree on? I don't know just create a solid plan, hit target, and then done. That's Boom. it. That's no, it. No, 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 no. So the the thing is, there's. I, I was literally reflecting. There's so much content you can read about sales and marketing alignment. They will all say the same things. You kind of listed them out. But here's the thing, the problem is still there. There's there's still misalignment between those departments. And you know what? You have this little problem child in the corner called customer experience. Yeah. And you know, like, why not? Yeah. Please align <laughs> with me. Anyone? <laughs> is there anyone who wants to align with me? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I don't know. I think I also have a feeling that sometimes when people talk about it, it's like, yeah, we need to be buddy buddies. And that's actually I mean No, when, I think no. The, the the real thing is like when you talk to those it's, it's not like every VP sales and VP marketing hate you though. No, no. Right? no so no. that's number one that that's just just factually wrong. Um and then the thing is, you know what? Guess what? They they are talking, they are coordinating, they are sharing, they do all they're doing all of that stuff mm. and they're still not aligned. Yeah. So how can all of these things apparently be leading to alignment <laughs> if this is kind of missing? <laughs> It's like, um, hey, be aligned, use email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I think the other thing is also just when you look at what alignment means, it's to give support to a cause. That is the literal definition of it. And it's not that you have to be, again, friends or even on the same exact pages. Like, are we supporting and working towards the same thing? Let's get there. No, the thing like, is you could support someone else's you know, goal that maybe is not aligned yeah. with you. <laughs> so, okay, now but that really, we have that. So really, uh, you know, why I forget about alignment? Um, the thing is, there's like three streams where we see disagreement. And maybe is more impactful to focus a bit on that than just the overall elusive yeah. term alignment. But but let's let's kind of, so what are the, so just in, you know, everyone has their own little stories. What are our, you know, favorite stories of, you know, misalignment, the classic problems? Um, my favorite is the website, the website sells a different story 
then the sales stack, yeah. then the product. Yeah. You know, that's a great kind pitch. of misalignment. <laughs> you <the> know. <laughs> um, then another one is, and this is what's creating, you know, white hot hate <laughs> between the teams. It's, um, and I had this a couple of times, and sometimes they're sharing the floor, sometimes it's like, you know, upstairs, downstairs. When the sales team can either see or hear the marketing team high-fiving, celebrating, popping champagne <laughs> at the quarter end when they hit their MQL number, uh, but sales is 20% behind. Yeah. Great. You know, that is that, that you know, misalignment, yeah, yeah. immediate hate. Yeah. And uh, VP sales, VP marketing can meet as often as they want and they can be happy for one another and everything, but the sales team will still hate the marketing team. <laughs> And then obviously to kind of rope in the forgotten child a little bit, you know, sales closing some deal. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, hey, I was here, they wanted to buy it. I said yes. Yeah. And, you know, well knowing that, you know, that's going to be a difficult one for CS too. <laughs> Even <laughs> on board, you know. And who's going to get blamed? Well, CS should have done the onboarding better. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not my fault. Okay. So, I mean, this sounds like a, an inefficient engine. So obviously, so the, the the issue with misalignment is not that people don't like each other. Mm. I think we could go, uh, you know, we could be okay with that. I think the real issue is that you're introducing inefficiencies into your engine that you should rather not have, Yeah. right? So, and uh, you can maybe fold this in way, huh? This is, you know, continuous improvement and so forth. Um, but you're, you're, you know, for sure you're wasting money. Yeah. Like for sure, simply because you might be attracting the wrong folks to begin with. Uh, in terms of you know prospects and customers, um, you're wasting money trying to process them through when it's not working out, mm. and then you're wasting money because you might be churning them out real quick, right? Yeah. And the wastage here comes in many different uh, shapes and forms. One is your conversion rate is going to be shitty. Your your true CPL of acquiring an actual true ICP is going to be you know too shitty. Um, and then you will need to hire a bunch of people to process all of that stuff through, mm. which you're then kind of wasting money also on, on those salaries, right? So it's really, if you're really fully misaligned, then the first question is also like, oh, how did you even get to pro market fit, yeah. right? How did you even achieve that? Um, and by the way, truly and most often, misalignment is something that happens at some point. It's, it's almost like entropy. It's like, yeah. it will, you know, these things will always fall apart for whatever reason, by the way. So the, the sales team will close what they can close. I understand yeah. that personally. The uh, outbound team will book what they can book easiest. Is that an ICP? Doesn't yeah. matter, you know. And the marketing team will acquire what they can get the cheapest uh, cost per lead for. I mean, that's literally kind of what's really driving some of these behaviors. And, you know, creating real fence around, clear, uh, clear guardrails around. I think this is a little bit the trick that really is missing here from the alignment conversation. Yeah. It's not chatting more and having, having you know, good coffee talks. No. And I think to make it even more interesting, so we've talked about the 10% rule so many times, it also works in deceleration, not yeah. just acceleration. And when you have waste across marketing, sales, and CS, because of misalignment, then that's a compounding negative effect for the business. Yeah. So this is actually pretty material. I mean, think about it like this, right? So let's just say you you have a really strong RevOps team. It's actually doing exactly what Mikkel and Tony talk about all the time. Obviously. You know, they're improving <laughs> everything. They're scanning, they're monitoring, they're seeing issues, they're tackling those issues. They're doing their sprints. They're doing them in roadmaps. <laughs> they, you know, they're having their daily stand-ups. They're not data derbies. Yeah. <laughs> all of these things. Um, and uh, while they're improving these things, while they're improving the revenue engine, 
all these improvements might be eaten up by misalignment happening on the other side. Yeah. Right? When you think about this, and you think like, hey, we're improving all of these different things, but we're basically standing still. Mm. Well, you know, the the overarching, you know, shadow that is basically kind of creating that issue, it might be the misalignment that creeps in, mm. you know, continuously over time. Yeah. So so big problem. Big problem, yeah. yeah. Really big problem. big problem. So let's switch gears then into Solution. addressing. Yeah, let's let's talk about those the three areas and how to attack them. Yes. So the three areas that we identified here. Um because we aligned. Because, yeah. <laughs> um it's it's really it's really three things, and some of that might be a bit boring, so sorry for that. But that's th those are the three things. Yeah. One is whom are we going for? Yeah. The boring version of that is ICP. You know, ideal customer profile, blah, blah, blah. Tons of conversations in organizations about, you know, what it is. I've seen things where they said like ICP1, ICP2, ICP3, like a core ICP, non-core <laughs> ICP. I mean, there's all kinds of conversations around this. Yeah. And you can see how the different, you know, wants and needs from the different, you know, leaders are coming well you know, they're, they're kind of easy to book. So let's call them non-core ICP, but still have the ICP here. So number one, getting clear, and screw this alignment word, getting clear what you're going for as an organization, yeah. extremely helpful. And then try and, you know, create as many guardrails as possible around that. Yeah. And if you're going outside of that, then have that conversation, but be proactive about it. ICP can also mean, you know, almost the different markets that you're operating in, right? So Think about it the following. So maybe you get a random inbound from India because your SEO, you know, you can't, you know, organic search, you can't, you know, guard against that, yeah. basically, right? You will get some people from non-fit regions. Marketing passes through because, like, plus one on the MQL. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sales maybe talks to them and, you know, overcomes some of the ACV issues and, and closes them successfully. Fantastic. Mm. But who's actually going to onboard them, mm. right? It's kind of maybe different time zone, maybe different, probably not language in this case and so forth, but this is then also a misalignment in, you know, where you're actually gunning for, and that's, again, kind of part of the ICP, right? Mm. Be clear whom you actually want to attract and ideally which market, you know, speaking maybe what language and which role and so forth, be very clear around that, and then a couple of things around it will get a ton easier. Yeah. I mean, just when you go and think about the advertising even, it gets a lot easier when you're aligned and I'm also curious because we've, so we said in the beginning, you have the unwanted child in the corner. Mm. Usually when you talk about alignment, it's very specific to sales and marketing. But this is also the point you're making that, hey, you know, there will be cases where you get a non-ICP through and someone will need to figure out to onboard them. How do you, how, do, how, how should you tackle that scenario with non-ICPs? Because at the end of the day, it's like Patagonia. Guess what? There's other people than VCs buying it. Yeah, and they're still happily selling it, you know, to yeah, yeah. non-core ICP. No, no stitching of logos anymore. No, uh, no but uh, I think I think the the point here is to be clear and make it very clear for everyone when they're going outside of it. Mm. I think these things will happen. I'm not a big fan of jumping into you know a pipeline deal and ripping it out because of a. Hey, oh, you know, there's a problem with this over there. Mm. I think this is where especially kind of teams at the 10 to 100 million kind of range. I mean, you just got to figure out a way to deal with this to a degree. Yeah. But I think what's really, really important is that the uh, that this doesn't lead to a uh, unsaid and silent moving of the goalposts. I mean. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's no, the goalpost is still here, but we are accepting this outlier yeah. versus 
actually the goalpost was always here at the outlier and now they're in right yeah and and i think this is this is really important because this silent moving of goalposts this this happens on the individual level on those teams mm. they don't actually none of them get the the ripple effects across the whole organization no right both down the funnel up the funnel it's like oh well you know we closed this one deal from wherever you know whatever icp and then someone in marketing would be going, oh, you know, it would be pretty easy to tick this box here and get this other title into my LinkedIn, yeah. you know, ads. And, you know, that's going to drive down my CLP, uh, CPL, and, you know, yeah. it's going to do all of those wonderful things. But that then has, uh, you know, crazy effects across, right? And yeah. suddenly they land on your product and they don't get it anymore. And then, you know, once you, so this is then the other thing, once you're starting to go down that road a little bit, what then is going to happen is you're suddenly locked in and bought in. Suddenly it's like, oh, now we need to change messaging on the website yeah, because we yeah, kind of yeah. have these guys that we're kind of gunning for. And then that dilutes the messaging with your quote-unquote core ICP. Yeah. And, you know, you suddenly have all of those issues, right? Yeah. And again, I think it's okay to sometimes do it. I think it's okay to knowingly move the goalposts around the ICP because maybe you want to expand your market. Maybe you yeah. found something else that, you know, works better or works slightly less and still okay compared to your ICP. Um, but that needs to be a conscious decision and needs to be a community across. How can you make it a conscious decision? Well, you need to document it in the first place. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, you know, through the document, you then, you also give people an artifact to go and defend. Yeah. Right? But I think it's also underscoring the importance and ideally using an analysis to actually drive home that point and show, look, we have all these different sectors we are dialing into you know where the highest, the best CAC payback or the win rates are best? It's this segment. So yeah. that's what we're going to go for. I think that's that's a core part of the whole decision-making process. Be, be aware, be aware, kind of the, the CAC payback piece here, uh, and I've used this myself, mm -hmm. you know, guilty. Uh, you, can, you can mold this in your favor. <laughs> you can have very cheap organic stuff coming your way. You haven't spent any marketing dollar on any of that stuff. Yeah, true. Uh, so it just happens to be there and maybe, you know, they're closed and was pretty good. You basically don't have any marketing expenses. No, that's true. So it's kind of unfair to say like, oh, let's do the full CAC payback and then, oh, we should go for these guys. Anyway, been yeah. there, done that, but just be clear on the ICP and when you do move the goalpost, which is totally fine, move it knowingly and update that document and make sure that everyone is aligned around that. Yeah. So ICP, check. <laughs> Next one. And, you know, I think we call it, you know, core impact or value or use case or something like that. Yeah. I would call it message. Mm. Be aligned on the message. You know, what is it that you're telling the ICP that they need to know, right? And that message needs to work from your website to your marketing comms mm. to what the sales rep, both inbound and outbound, are saying on those calls, what is written into your sales and pitch stack. And you know what? What the product actually is delivering. Yeah. You know, and obviously the onboarding and everything around that. All of these things actually need to, you know, fit together. If you have, you know, misalignment here, you will basically, um, uh, you know, be lucky that some of these things still work out, right? Yeah. Your website says something uh, that uh, maybe your marketing comms isn't, and then you will just have some people fall off. It's like, oh, well, pff, that's actually... I was not looking for that. Yeah. Um, and the same then in sales and so forth, right? And obviously the worst thing, the worst thing is uh, that this misalignment happens far down in the funnel. Yeah. That's when you spend all the money already. Um, because, you know, obviously you paid the, the ad campaign, yeah. you paid the marketing stuff, 
you paid the you know inbound MQL SDR, you paid the AE, and you paid commission, you paid the CSM, and then they churn. Um, you basically paid a lot of money for something that completely was misaligned, right? Yeah. So the 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 further down you push this misalignment, the worse it's going to be. Um, it's going to look better, obviously, on your vanity metrics uh, if you have uh, super broad, you know, marketing messaging. And, you know, for ads and, you know, building a funnel around ads, it might actually be sometimes the right thing, right? You want to be super broad. You want to yeah. talk about topics that get a lot of clicks and engagement, and then you filter it down from there. Makes sense. Super high up in the funnel where you have that message alignment happening or not happening. The further down you push it, if you push it literally to the product, that will be like a massive problem for you financially. Yeah. So what I was going to say also is sometimes this whole messaging piece is just, hey, let's give this to marketing. They'll yeah. run down, they'll, you know, get some post-its and a lot of, you know, fizzy, fizzy drinks and they'll just have a workshop for yeah. a couple of days and they'll return with something that we're probably not going to use it's gonna be elsewhere. A, it's going to be a persona poster. Yeah. SMB Debbie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's going to be some messaging and the CEO is going to, you know, take it in a wild direction knowing this because we've worked together for yeah, a while, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's just, they'll take care of that, yeah. right? But I think the core point here is this has to be agreed upon across the commercial teams yeah. at the end of the day. So I think what is, you know, potentially misleading, the message messaging is not, no, is, you're totally right. So this could be, you know, understood as like, well, Tony, isn't this kind of a marketing thing? I think it's, I mean it more in the literal sense that carries through what people say and people write in terms yes. of the message, yeah. right? And yes, that is messaging also on the website, but it's also what the pitch is on the sales team. So that needs to be aligned and carry through and have connections. And I think the message can filter down further, right? Mm. So even on the website, you will be a bit more, hey, this is for revenue operations. Yeah. And then on sales, it's going to be, well, it's really for that part of revenue operations. And, you know, that that totally makes sense, but it needs to make sure that it's not completely misaligned, right? Yeah. And then the other piece on top of this is also, if you have a comp more complicated buying cycle, if things are, you know, if things are not just one use case, let me say it like this, you will find those, you will run those ads on those different use cases. You will get them to those landing pages for those use cases. What you really want to do is you want to uh, pitch then that use case. Yeah. And you want to onboard that use case. Yeah. And, and so forth, right? And you want to, you know, have a conversation about the renewal because of that value, that use case yeah. that, that has been promised from the start. Obviously, you're going to build them into others over time, and they're going to explore more parts of your product. And maybe that happens on the sales side, maybe that happens on the on the CS side. But basically, kind of creating that um, almost those those micro funnels within the within the funnel, yeah, uh, where that that alignment then happens, right? And obviously, then the masterclass is to say, oh, you know, we're going to lock that, mm. we're going to track it, maybe we're going to even do CAC payback on it. <laughs> um, and have an understanding what are actually the the value props that are driving the most, the most yeah. efficient, and so forth, right? Yeah. Um, and you could even then do where are we winning against competitors the most, and so I haven't seen many teams go to that extent, by no. the way. Um, but yes, that would be a great way to to slice and dice your funnel. With. I mean, the most sophisticated teams right now, what they're doing is message testing through yeah. someone like Winter. Yeah, that's that's probably the most sophisticated. I I think the uh, sometime we actually forget about the work required to deliver the right piece. We we sit and go, okay, we need to deliver messaging for this use case. Sorry for getting uh, super marketing heavy, but we sit and think we need to deliver a message for this use case. And then what do we do? We research at the laptop, mm -hmm. might listen to a few gone calls, 
But at what point do you sit down and talk with the top performing reps who had a lot of accounts fitting that use case to understand what is it that makes the, t- the deal really go mm-hmm. through, right? Mm-hmm. Really go through the different stages. What are the sticking points? That's, you know, that's actually the work at the yeah. end of the day. And it's kind of funny. We, we, we're using this alignment work here and there when, we, uh, word when we're talking about this, but it's really, it's really about efficiency, actually. A hundred percent. This is, I think if you can ensure, like you said, that who marketing is actually shipping ads to and what they're saying in relation to use case, how it's being pitched and how you're onboarding people, then you have a major efficiency driver right there. Yeah. What I can tell everyone listening from a product market fit perspective, this is a major, major kind of puzzle to solve <laughs> uh, because you're, you're basically kind of testing on all the different areas of this funnel. Yeah. And then once you figured something else out, it's like, oh shit, now I need to align all the other stuff and I hope it still works after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just, you know, the stage we're in, more chaotic, the further you get, the chaos moves to other parts of yeah. the business. That's and I, and I think here on this message piece, I think, again, message and ICP, I think, again, there are uh, forces that pull you in the wrong direction mm-hmm. or the right one. It doesn't actually matter, uh, but they will start changing, right? It might be a new sales leader you're getting in. Yeah. It might be an onboarding that isn't being executed well enough for your sales reps. It might be an SDR team that, oh, you know, these accounts over there, they're pretty easy to book. Yeah. Uh, it might be marketing trying to, you know, push down their cost per lead. It might might be all those different areas that pull them in different directions that basically create that that misalignment on ICP, on the message and so forth. Yeah. Right? Okay, uh, so be clear on ICP, be clear on what you're saying to each of them throughout the stages and that, that word for that changes, messaging to pitch and so forth, but I call it message. The last one, which is really important and also really boring, uh, <laughs> goals. Set the right goals, yeah. right? So this is this whole... Uh, marketing celebrating when sales isn't um, and uh, that really is is fundamental for all the different funnel stages for basically kind of left to right on the bow tie but it's also really important for your let's just say your pyramid your hierarchy of people right mm. you need to make sure that the SDR goals roll properly into the um, ISM goals inside sales manager goals that then roll properly into the inside sales director goals and so forth and that those pieces properly support the AE team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Having full alignment across will, um, you know, at least based on what you have done previously, you know, now the complication comes in with, oh, things are, well, things are a little bit changing and then these things will also be changing a little bit, but creating a set of goals that actually makes sense. And I yeah. think where where we see most teams go a little bit off here is they're kind of forgetting about time, Mm. Yeah, so it's it's fairly easy to say, okay, you know, we need to go from twenty five to fifty million. Uh, so much as will be covered by net retention, so much will be covered by baseline, what we have been done doing previously, and so we really have a gap of twenty million that we need to figure out. So what do we do, okay, we need to hire so many sales reps, blah 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 blah. Mm. Uh, but then forgetting about, oh wait a minute, actually all of these opportunities need to close by the end of the year. They actually need to be created until January. Yeah. Uh, sorry, until June, right? Uh, versus, oh, you know, we need to create 5,000 opportunities. Oh, yeah, you know, until December, that's going to be easy. It's like, no, <laughs> it's 5,000 until June. Yeah, yeah. Everything you do afterwards is actually for, for another time period already, right? Forgetting about that, coupled with how long it takes to hire people, how long it takes to ramp up those projects, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, that's usually where this misalignment on the goals, uh, you know, kicks in. And this is then where, in this case, if you forget about timing, marketing is hitting their targets, but sales isn't. And some of that might be caused by forgetting about the sales cycle that happens in between. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And I think also sometimes what happens is you will plan in in isolation, quite frankly. So someone will sit in marketing with marketing ops and do their plan in a spreadsheet. And yep. This is how we're going to get there. And someone in sales is going to do the same. Someone in CS is going to do the same. But ultimately, you have revenue operations as a cross-functional team that should bring together those commercial leaders and make sure that this happens. And I think sometimes it's also difficult because you sit and, and hand out a revenue target to a team and then you think, oh, we made them you know, marketing accountable for revenue. Now we have alignment. Mm. That's, that's not how it works. To your point, you need to factor in the timing. Yes. Um, and you know, now, now comes what messes this whole thing up like real bad is you create those goals, you calculated all of that really nicely. And mm. uh, let's just say those goals are ambitious. So there's pressure on the system suddenly. Um, and then all of the teams go off and try and hit those metrics, an MQL, an SQL, an opportunity, whatever mm. it might be. Uh, and obviously you want them to get creative on how hitting this, but you don't want them to get too creative. <laughs> because free hands until a point. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're tight behind your back. Yeah. Uh, um, no, but the, um, the thing is, obviously, if they're getting too creative, what they're doing, they're moving the goalpost mm. uh, of either the ICP or the message or whatever, uh, which will get them to these MQL numbers, get them to those opportunity numbers, but obviously to the effect of some of the efficiency metrics, mm. you know, falling flat, right? Suddenly your conversion rates drop between all of these different pieces and see there you won't hit your revenue target. Yeah. Right? And uh, I think the, the 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 most cited one is this MQL changing of definition. That's a changing of goalposts, if you will. Yeah. Um, uh, or, uh, you know, however, you, whatever you do on your LinkedIn and Facebook, you know, ad accounts or whatever. Uh, but, but generally speaking, kind of that moving around of the goalposts, boom, yes, we hit the opportunity count, we hit the MQL count. Yeah. But actually, they're now of lesser, quote unquote, you know, uh, uh, quality because you move the goalposts, which then actually renders those targets a little bit useless. So you actually need to recalculate those targets, which will then generate the same thing, right? Yeah. So in order to have a proper set for your funnel and your goals, you need to keep these other pieces kind of strict and, and controlled. Otherwise, these things will, will end up being quote-unquote misaligned. And maybe just to share a very real example, because you know I've been in that situation where working at a company, there was a rep really good at all of a sudden closing deals at half the ACV. So all of a sudden SMB rather than mid-market and up. And uh, we saw from marketing that actually, yes, it's way cheaper and easier for us to book those opportunities. And we have this opportunity target. So we have all the incentives to actually go and do that. And what's going to happen is just the ACV from marketing is just going to start like deteriorating slowly yeah. to the point. And then you miss target, but you hit the opportunity count, right? And that's just, again, back to this whole efficiency piece. I think that is the mindset you should have when you look at this it's again it's not about the alignment piece it's about agreeing on the fundamentals of how you want to operate the business yeah. no and it's i mean sometimes those little drifts they actually mess with strategic decisions that are kind of happening behind the scenes yeah um suddenly uh suddenly you think you need to change things in the product because you're seeing a lot of people churn but they were actually acquired you know not how you wanted them in the first place and so forth right so it's 
you need to be really careful with that stuff. Mm. Um, and it's easy to say, well, you need to tweak and review and make sure and so forth. Um, but I think that's kind of what's necessary, right? It's, uh, I, would, I would even say that um, for the different streams that you're having, yeah. try, and, um, try and monitor the specific processing metrics for them. So let's just say, you, again, your, your CRO, your revenue operations, uh, maybe a plus 10 million, something like that. Mm. Um, you won't be able to listen to every call. You won't be able to dissect that that is actually not ICP versus yeah. something else. It will be really difficult for you. Where you will start seeing, you know, shine through is in some of those processing metrics, actually. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the the worst is when you see it all the way down the funnel and churn. You really then, you really then know, oh, geez, that problem was produced eighteen months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that that is that that's how you need to think about yeah. this, right? And yeah. And I think actually a final important point for me is then when you go, if you decide to look into this and see that there's major inefficiencies and then you want to go and make that change, you don't pitch it as we're going to go fix alignment. That's a no-no. You talk about we have an inefficient engine mm -hmm. from a numbers perspective. Here's what's happening. We need to agree on these things on a strategic level. And you know what? What your CFO and CEO will like most talk about conversion rates and you know processing metrics and ACV and blah 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 blah. Connect this real thing to it, um, because what they don't want to hear right now is more more budget, more ads, more yeah. people, more stuff. They want to hear more ideas of how they can improve those metrics. Perfect. Wow. That ended up way better than I had. Are we leaving, leaving this in or? Are we yeah, leaving? we're leaving this in. This yeah. is a, I'm proud of us. This is good. This is Wonderful. Good. good stuff. No. Okay, so uh, forget alignment. Yeah. Just agree on, just to recap, ICP, the message across the funnel, um, and then the goals that you're setting. And by the way, you just dropped a hilarious rev letter called Don't Be a Data Dummy. Don't, yeah, don't do a data dummy. <laughs> And this is an inside if, joke for Harry Potter people. Yeah, uh, there's this this character that is very like you know, please please don't hurt me. Uh, don't don't be a data dobby in any organization. And if you want to know more about that, you can check it out on your Substack or go to roblox.com/revenueletter. Then you'll get you know. Your revenueletter.substack.com. That's the way to go. Boom. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, Michael. Bye. -bye. Bye.